Yo, what's going on, bro? Montana, it's your boy Jerry, the TR Expert Washington here at General Fitness Company Studio. It is Wednesday, January 20th, 2021, Inauguration Day. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So this is episode eight, season eight, and I was going to talk about the inauguration today, but then I thought to myself, you know what? I don't really have anything to add to that at all, and I don't think I could really make an episode of that. You know, it's just like, hey, the you know, inauguration, right? I mean, at the end of the day, to me, it's like change is change, whether it's good or bad. You know, it's all about your perspective. That's kind of how it is for me. I don't really believe that the outside environment has much of an effect on my internal environment. I am who I am, no matter if it's cold or it's hot or, you know, there's lots of money in the system or not a lot of money in the system or people are, you know, you know, it is what it is. I'm always the same. (laughs) I really am. I'm always the same. Pretty even keel over here. So anyways, uh, what I decided to talk about instead is uh, something that came up the other day. I was actually in a meeting with one of my uh, firefighter buddies, and we were talking about how you can prevent back and, back and hip pain. And he was actually he was interested in uh, finding out about that back and hip pain because he's been sitting a lot more. So I thought to myself, you know, this actually would be a pretty good idea for an episode. You know, a lot of people have been sitting more because of the uh, pandemic, so it would probably be a good idea to give some people some ideas how you can get rid of that back and hip pain. And I actually yeah, came up with a pretty comprehensive, I didn't expect, I was gonna, you know, I kind of had some ideas and I ended up elaborating on them that end up turning into a comprehensive system on how you can prevent your back and hip pain as well as other pains that you may be experiencing because of the pandemic and uh, you're working at home now. So yeah, without further ado, let's get it in. I think you really want to hear this. And if uh, it does help you in any way, I encourage you to share it with your friends, family members, and don't share it with your enemies, right? Now I'm playing. Share it with them too. They might become your friends, right? So anyways, yeah, I, th- I would really appreciate if you do that. You know, I would uh, obviously love it if you share and uh, write a rating and review. But at the very minimum, I would love for you to at least listen to this episode in its entirety. So yes, without further ado, episode eight, season eight pandemic butt. (laughs) I just thought of that. We're going to roll with that. Pandemic butt. (laughs) Let go. All right. So, you know, the funny thing is that uh, sometimes you get the inspiration for these episodes in weird places, you know. And today I want to talk about something that (laughs) came up in a conversation with one of my firefighter compadres. So we were in a meeting the other day and we were sitting. We were sitting for kind of a while and he was telling me how he hates to sit now. He's complaining about how his hips and his back hurt now because he'd been sitting a lot more since the quarantine. You know, everybody's been kind of sitting around and working from home and they haven't really had the ability to get up and move around like they have been. In fact, I feel like people have been talking about how they've been working and sitting more 
now that they work from home than uh, than they ever did. You know, so it's interesting how that how that works. How you know people are less active, you know, and in more pain. So it kind of is an indicator that you know maybe it is a good idea to be active if you want to have you know healthy, stable joints and muscles. So. One thing that he mentioned that he's been trying to do is what's called SMFR, and that's called that's uh, stands for self-myofascial release. The MF is normally uh, sometimes the F is actually normally taken out, and it's uh, SMR, you know, self-myofascial release. Uh, but essentially, what that is is a uh, it's a particular therapy that is like it's used for your muscles. It's helped to it's help it's supposed to help you with like immobility or whatnot. Like I say, if you have uh, maybe a kink in your knee, or not in your knee, but maybe a kink in your hip, or you have like maybe some tightness, as they say, in your thigh. Like maybe you feel like a knot. You know, you hear people all the time talking about they feel a knot in their back or their shoulder or their hip or their, you know, wherever. Uh, the, the myofascial release is supposed to get the knots out, so to speak, right? And what it do, how it does that is it stimulates a stretch response in your muscles, or how it supposedly, what, how it's supposedly work, I should say, is that it stimulates a stretch response in the muscles. So essentially what that means is that it causes by in, by putting uh, pressure on the um, on the fascia, which is what covers the muscles. Every mu- pretty much every muscle is covered by fascia. Uh, but what it is is essentially it essentially connects everything to each other, right? So it's like it essentially enco- encompasses all the muscles, and it makes the muscles connect to each other, uh, and as well as you know the tendons. So what? Essentially, what it's supposed to do when you do a myofascial release is that stress, res- uh, that stretch, excuse me, that stretch response is supposed to st- be stimulated on one side of the muscle and it relaxes the other side of the muscle, which creates a little bit more mobility and you're supposed to be able to move more, right? Only thing is that, um, well, there's a few things. So we're going to go over a little list here. Uh, we're going to see if we can kind of get through some things that are misnomers. Because I wanted to talk, you know, at first, when I was going to record this episode, as I was like thinking about it, I wanted to talk about some ways that you could prevent uh, the back and hip issues, right? It could prevent it by maybe sitting on a physio ball. I was going to maybe talk about a, a stretching routine that you can, go, you can go over. Maybe talk about some things that you can do, uh, like, you know, tactics, just standing up every once in a while. If you don't have a, a physio ball handy, standing up and walking around every once in a while. Those are pretty simple. You already know those things. But I was thinking that not as many people know about the, the, the myofascial release. Some people do know about myofascial release, uh, but a lot of people don't know really what it does and how is it beneficial to them. So, First of all, uh, for this gentleman, he, as he was saying, he was sitting around more and not as active. So I would say that's probably not the best recipe for a myofascial release. See, as I said before, what happens with a myofascial release is it stimulates a stretch response, which essentially, if, you don't, if you're not exercising, if you're not active in your muscles, that stretch response is actually going to be received as trauma to your muscles. So what happens is your muscles end up, instead of like loosening, loosening up, quote, so to speak, um, it, they actually end up constricting. They get, more, they get tighter. Right, because of the fact that they're not used to being utilized, so that is actually going to, you know, cause them to think that it's exercise more or less. I guess, for lack of better words, I'm trying to be trying to not use jargon and not try to not use like words that no, most people in my industry might try to use. I'm trying to break it down and make it as simple as possible. But essentially, what your muscles believe is happening when you're rolling, if you haven't exercised in a while, is that you are not is that you're exercising. So what happens is you know your muscles build up scar tissue and you end up end up losing mobility in that area because you are exercising. Now, the reason why that, uh, because you're exercising and not stretching. So that kind of leads me into point number two. So 
Point number one being that you know you shouldn't be doing SMFR or SMR if you're not exercising. Point number two, if you are doing SMFR without exercising, uh, you can overdo it, right? Because if you um, are doing this thing, if you are doing this and you're doing it to try to get the, the, the kinks out, so to speak, um, most likely, as I said, you're going to get that, that stress response and you're going to build up like scar tissue, you're going to build up fluid in that area and you're actually going to get maybe some, some bruising and bumps, which again can limit your mobility into the, in that area. And so what you want to do instead, because you have, you know, because if you're not exercising and you don't want to overdo it, you know, with your, with your SMFR, you actually want to if you are going to do SMR, because I don't say I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. It's just a lot of research point indicates that it's not really that effective. But I've, I would say, you know, like I'm not a scientist or anything, but just from my personal experience and from seeing what how it works with my clients, SMR is not good on its own. It's not something that you want to do on its own. It's something if you want it to be the most effective, you want to put it together with a mobility and flexibility program. So essentially what that would mean is that say you are doing that myofascial release, you're like rolling your thighs, rolling the outer thighs because your hips and lower back hurt, right? You don't want to just do that. You don't want to just do the SMFR. And of course, you don't want to overdo it by doing it to the point of pain. You maybe want to do it for the a maximum, especially if you're not working out, a maximum of maybe like a minute, you know, like not that, not that long at all. And you definitely don't want to do it to the point of pain, which is very easy to do because if you're not used to, you know, myofascial release, if you're not used to utilizing your muscles to the uh, point of actual exertion, then you're, <laughs> as soon as you get on that foam roller or that lacrosse ball, you're going to experience pain because <laughs> your muscles aren't used to being utilized. So you want to actually put that with a mobility and flexibility program. And there's a thing called pails and rails. There's also a thing called the cars, which is controlled articulated rotations. Now, controlled articular, articulated rotations, I've actually done an episode about that before. Um, that is actually uh, something that you would do to maintain your uh, range of motion. So what it is is essentially just working your body through ranges of motion and trying to continually work through those range, ranges of motion. That's kind of the beginning, the pails and rails. So you're working through that range of motion, trying to open that up to the, you know, your longest range of motion. And then from there, what you do is you want to actually uh, go into your pails and rails. And the pails and rails is similar to uh, SMR and you know, myofascial releases in that it, it, it has some resistance. But what it, what it is, instead of a passive resistance, like you roll through your range of motion, right? And then from there, you put some, you actually put some resistance on that range of motion, and you try to push through that range of motion. You know, and this is in a, uh, this is in a, uh, what is it, an actual program, I guess, or a system that is called Kin Stretch. Now, Kin Stretch is, some, is a system that's recently been introduced into the uh, or into the physical training realm, and then it's actually it's it's pretty good. There's some science, there's some solid science behind it. Uh, just to, for you know, just. So you know, PALE stands for, just to kind of, I'm going, looking over my research here, uh, PALE stands for Progressive Angular Isometric Loading. See, this is why I didn't want to use, like, the jargon and stuff, because you're like, what does that even mean, you know? <laughs> and that's really, like, essentially what it is, is like isometric, it's an isometric contraction. You know what isometric contraction is, essentially like a contraction where you don't move uh, the joint, you know, you kind of tense up the joint, you know? So essentially what it is, like, you try to get your joint into a... Um, a flex position, right? Say, for instance, if you're like trying to uh, stretch out your lower back and your hamstrings, you would push, your, you would pull, you would lay on your back, you pull your knees into your body, and then you do an isometric contraction, essentially meaning that you would like kind of try to push into that stretch. So if you're pulling your knee in, you're pushing your knee away from your body. So, and essentially what that means is that you are resisting that stretch. And then you follow that with a, re, uh, 
uh, the rails, which is the regressive angular isometric loading, which essentially means you would try to pull that knee in even more. So your isometric contraction goes from you pushing your, your knee away, okay, and then you follow that up with pulling your knee in. And you should actually, you should progress through that stretch. I mean, it might not be a lot, but you should be able to pull your knee in more and more as you progress through that stretch. So that is like, essentially, the cars are the articular rotations, controlled articular rotations. And essentially what that means is that, as I said, you're working through that range of motion. You're working through our every bit of the range of motion, whereas the pails and rails, you're trying to push that range of motion by a actively adding force. So, as I said, you know, if you're not active, you don't want to just go at the muscles. You don't want to just, like, beat them up, you know? You don't want to turn them into minced meat or what is it? What do you call that? What is that meat where you, uh, I don't remember. Tenderized, yeah. You don't want to tenderize your muscles. That's, it doesn't work like that, you know? You're a, human, you're a living being, you know? So, like, your muscles don't respond the same way as, like, a hamburger might to some kind of uh, uh, meat rolling device, right? So, you want to do something that is... Kind of con that is more conducive to your mobility. You want to have the muscles move around. You want to be able to control that muscle moving around. Because, uh, you know, going into my third point here, a lot of people, they think that they need more flexibility, and that's why they're, they're having issues in their back and their hips and stuff like that. So they perform these, like, passive stretches, and they work on these stretches and try to get into these range of mo ranges of motion, and they end up hurting themselves because their tendons and their ligaments aren't really ready for that type of um, passive stretch. Now, again, I think I said this earlier on. If I didn't, I probably said it in another rendition of when I tried to get this episode right. This is like my third rendition of this. But um, as I might have said before, with a passive stretch, you're only going to get like a split second. You're only going to get a second of response, meaning that you're only going to like, get as far as you can for a second. And then your muscles are going to go back to their original, uh, their original length. What you want to do, as I said, you want to control that. You want to be able to control your mobility. Instead of like just working on flexibility, you want to control that mobility, meaning that you want to be able to control how far you're going. That's why you do the pails and rails and don't just pull your knee in as far as you can. You want to actively push away and then pull in. But don't just pull in, but you want to actively use your hip to pull your knee in as well, if that makes sense. So you're actually like trying to pull it in with your muscles and with your arms. So... It's not just like you just pulling it in with your arms and you just resting in that position and trying to yank your way into, into mobility. That's, you know, that's flexibility, and it's good to be flexible. Of course, it's good to be flexible, but you want to be flexible in a way that you can control because if you're not flexible in a way that you can control, you know, like you've, heard of, you've probably heard of what's called double-jointedness, but if, you're, if, you're, if you try to work your way into double-jointedness, that's putting stress on your tendons. And you don't really want to stretch out your tendons. Again, they, contract, they connect your... You don't, want to connect, you don't want to stretch out those things that are connecting your muscles to your bones, right? You know, like if you have loose tendons, that means it's going to be harder for your muscles to react on your skeletal bones. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to stretch out your tendons. It's a bad move. So what you want to do, if you, uh, the optimal thing here, so we, uh, we worked on one, you know, points one, two, and three here. You don't want to do it. You don't want to be doing SMFR if you're not exercising. And if you are doing SMFR while you're exercising, you want to do it very limited and you want to work on more so mobility rather than just flexibility.
So that was kind of all three in like one sentence. I didn't go one, two, three, but you get what I'm saying here. So yeah, I mean, that's essentially the, the, the program there is if you want to be more mobile, if you want to actually eliminate the pain in your back, hips and shoulders and all that stuff, don't just stretch it out and don't just try to do an SMFR. You want to do all three of those things. You want to try to do an SMFR. You want to be mobile, like try to work through that joint, like really actually move it. Because as they say, motion is lotion. That's true. Unless you're actually uh, having an uh, imit- uh, imitation, an injury, which leads to limitation. Uh, imitation, I guess, right? So, but if you have an injury, at least a limitation, then you don't want to really try to go. And actually, what you we, what they always preach in Ken Stretch, and car, you know, when you're performing these cars and pails and rails, you don't want to go. You don't want to go to the point of pain because your brain, you know, your brain is connected to your muscles, and your muscles have neurons, and your neurons will send a signal up to your brain. If you go to a point of pain, your muscles will send that signal to a point to your brain, and you'll say that is too far. And your brain will say you can't go that far. So what happens is that you, you pretty much hit a wall. And that's another reason why you don't really gain flexibility when you're trying to do only when you're only trying to when you're trying to only perform stretching. So you want to do SMFR to kind of get the muscles, you know, moving, you know, get some blood flow in the muscles. That's the only thing you want to really use SMFR for is really just getting blood flow in the muscles. And you don't really want to do it to, you know, get kinks out or anything like that. It's literally the you could think of SMR as essentially like a warm-up, like going for a jog or something like that. If you can't go for a jog, a light SMFR is, uh, will do the trick. But again, light SMFR, not to the point of pain. And after you finish your, uh, your SMR routine, you want to get into your mobility. You want to work your mobility, kind of get your muscles uh, working through their ranges of motion. And then from there, you can go into your pails and rails, or meaning that you can go into your resistance stretching. And that's really the way that you want to work your SMR. If you're working your SMFR, MF, <laughs> MFers, <laughs> but if you're working your SML, SMR, you don't want to just do it by itself. If you want to work on your flexibility, you don't want to just do it by, your, by itself. The formula for this is to work the muscles, warm the muscles up. As I've talked about in the previous episodes, you don't want to stretch a cold muscle. You warm the muscles up with this SMR. Then you work on your mobility, working on the range of motion. Then you try to increase the mobility by working that flexibility routine, which is your pails and rails. And that's, what it, that's how it is. That's how we work it, my friend. And I really do hope that you try this out and uh, let me know how it works. You can shoot me an email, info at generalfitnesscompany.com, or you can uh, leave a rating or review and say, hey, this particular episode, episode number eight, really helped me out. So uh, thank you, Jerry, for that one. And if you do leave that rating or review, I would also appreciate it if you would subscribe, because that means that you have learned something and that you value these episodes. So subscribe so you can get more. All right, my friend, I am out of here. I will catch back up with you on Friday. That does it for my day. It was a pretty good one, if I do say so myself. I hope it was good on your end. I will check you later. Thanks for listening. And as always, keep good company.